Let me tell you, folks, if you know me on a personal level, you know that I am not a huge drinker. I will do it uh, on occasion. I will do it maybe on a weekend or two a month. Uh, my, you know, I've got a friend's birthday or we're going to get, you know, get a drink and da-da-da. But it is a Thursday night, and your old friend Vince is having a little bit of rye whiskey because it has been an absolute fucking shit show of a week. Now, just in case anyone from my company listens to this song, uh, listens to this song, I'm all fucked up. In case anyone from the company that I work for listens to this podcast, I doubt they do. There is information that I cannot say, but uh, it has been a rough week, and uh, some things have happened with some of my coworkers, and I am enjoying a glass of whiskey. Just, just hear, hear this real quick. Oh, God. High West. Double rye. Great little uh, distillery out of bumfuck Mormon, Utah. Those sick fucks can't eat sushi. No condoms. Pricks. So anyway, yeah, dude. I if this if this week didn't solidify the fact that I do not want to have a corporate life, I don't know what will. I am so over this shit. Like, I mean, really, in, in in anything you do, for the most part, there are you know metrics you have to hit in order to be successful in any field. You know, sales, being a doctor technician, mechanic, you know, comedian, actor, writer. Are you successful? Is what you're doing, like, you know, making money? And, like, yeah, you're going to have that kind of bullshit in every profession. Like, oh, God, am I good enough? Am I doing what I need to do? Da, 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 da. But at least with, like, comedy and acting, at least it's fun, you know? At least, like, I get on stage, I tell fucking dick jokes, and uh, I hang out with my buddies, and at least with that kind of job, what? Let's say I was a national headliner. You work an hour a day. You know, you're on stage for an hour. You do some jokes. You come back with your friends. Hopefully, you're big enough to like take your friends with you. Or let's say you're a feature act. You're featuring for your buddy who, who's who's gained some success. And you, you're doing 15, 20, maybe 30 minutes before your buddy goes on. And, and, you know, and fucking tells his dick jokes, you hang out in the green room, you sleep in, you get fucking wake up next morning, get a cup of coffee, you play golf. If you fail doing that, at least you failed doing something fun. At least you failed at something that while you're doing it is fun. Right now, I'm at a fucking sales job. I'm selling Keyless Smart Locks like a fucking dipshit, okay? Thermostats, leak sensors. Yeah, I got a leak sensor. I'm going to piss on the fucking floor of this office. You tell me if you can detect a fucking leak out of my cock, all right? I got a prostate growing like a fucking orange in my body, okay? I got, you know, my grandfather, rest in peace, he had prostate cancer, the whole big thing. You couldn't get hard since Reagan was in office. You know, miserable, you know, bad stuff, you know? But it's like... I'm going to, what, I'm going to fucking get stressed out over my job, and while I'm doing it, I fucking hate it. It isn't like I got a passion to sell thermostats, you know? If I did, that'd be great. Let me tell you, I don't, okay? So what, I'm going to fucking break balls, and I'm going to get all worked up over a job I hate? That is no way to live. And to be honest, the first, I would say, like month, maybe even three months, honestly, of this job, Hit a lot of success. Everyone's like, oh my God, Vinny, you're doing such a good job. But it be, but boop, right? And I'm thinking, 
wow, you know, maybe maybe stand-up isn't for me. Maybe acting isn't for me. Maybe writing, da 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 you know. Maybe that isn't for me. Maybe I just, maybe I'm just a fucking guy that does sales, you know? Fuck that. Fuck that. That was a quick trip around the sun in terms of the illusion that this would be a fun gig. Listen, is sales cool? Yeah. Can it be fun? Sure. Wolf of Wall Street, banging hookers, shots of penicillin, you know, limos, Margot Robbie's tits. Yeah, it could be fun stuff. But to be perfectly honest, I'm engaged. I can't be fucking chicks. You know, I, I can barely even like pictures on Instagram. That's another thing. I got into a fight with Zoe last night. Cause I, we like, I like the co-worker's picture. A co-worker we used to work with, I liked her picture in her bikini with her fucking tits. I mean, come on. I'm I'm throwing screw I'm scrolling through Instagram. I'm seeing, you know, pictures. I like it. I mean, I, I'm not trying to hide this thing. But my point is I'm a little fucking buzzed. I got off topic. I hate my job. If you're listening to this and you're debating at all if you should go after something that you really like, but it's probably a long shot. And, you know, let's let, let's go even a step further. Maybe it's not even a long shot. Maybe chances are it's not going to happen. Fucking do it anyway. Do it anyway. Because guess what? Even if there's a long shot, you'll never know it's truly a long shot until you do it. Until you do it. If you never do it, you'll never know how much or how little of a long shot it actually was. But if you settle for a job that you think is safe, but you fucking hate it, which most people hate their jobs, and that doesn't work out, that's why people fucking kill themselves. I hate to break it to you. I mean, could you imagine you break your balls all, all, all your whole life? Oh, I've, been, I've been selling locks for 15 years. Working hard. All of a sudden, on your 15th year of the company, they bring into an office, they give you a fucking uh, a Timex gold-plated watch, cost them 250 in a fucking uh, plastic box, and they go, listen, we got to go in a different direction. You've been great for the last 15 years, but we got to let you go. That's the guy who comes home with a wrinkled suit and a fucking half-done tie hanging in the closet. That's the guy you see uh, was you know killed his family and also himself on the train tracks. Uh, no one saw it coming. No, really? No one saw it coming? Guy was still in thermostats for 15 years. Fucking HVAC monitoring? This is his dream? No. At least if you did your dream and were, and were pursuing it and eventually it just didn't work out. You're on your deathbed and they go... Do you have any regrets? And they go, ah, I should have fucked a couple more chicks before I got married. But other than that, I, I had a great time. I chased my dream. didn't work out. But I fucking did everything I could do. At least I didn't give up and do some d- dumb, stupid, fucking corporate job that no one's going to give a shit about. No one's going to give a shit about. If I fucking did this job and and I was successful... What, did I really make a difference? What, some people could open the doors with a fucking app instead of a key? That's all I did. But you do something that makes a difference? Even if it's a little bit, even if it's fucking going to a show. I did a show in Paso Robles in some brewery on a street that has fucking a couple of shacks, a brewery, and a hot dog stand. And it was the best show I ever had. They were fucking awesome. After the show, they're thanking thanking all the comedians I got a couple DMs. Haven't laughed that hard in years. Thank you so much. I got paid $50 for that gig. That's fucking nothing. But that is way more meaningful 
and way more impactful than selling some big deal where I sell some leak sensors to some fucking company in Tulsa, Oklahoma. You know what I mean? So I will get off my soapbox. I'm going to have another sip of whiskey. And all I'm saying is, fuck everybody. Do what you want to do. We're all going to die eventually. At least die with some fucking dignity. And welcome to the podcast, folks. This is Just Count to Ten. I am your host, Vinny Falcone. And this is the anger management podcast that won't help you with your anger. We'll just get angry together. All right, I, I, I am sorry for the uh, the preaching. Hopefully that was uh, inspirational. At the very least, I would just, you know, need to get that, need to get that off my chest. Work has been a fucking nightmare. And... Um, yeah, sorry, let's get into it. All right, come on, let's go. Shake it off, let's go. Fuck yourself. Listen, I, I, I'm I, tired of fucking, I'm tired of car washes in Los Angeles. I'm tired of this shit. You think, oh, California, there's no slush, barely any rain, da-da-da-da, your car should stay clean pretty long. No. Half these apartment complexes don't have garages, so you're parking outside like a fucking Native American, like tying up his horse. You're, you're just, you know, you're you're at the will of the elements, which is just dust in California. It's a little bit of morning dew with some dust. So some dust comes. You're basically, you know, you know when you make some chicken cutlets, you dip the chicken in some uh, egg, in an egg wash. And then you put it in the breadcrumbs, and the breadcrumbs stick to the chicken like it's glued on. That's my fucking car with dust. It's, there's a little bit of a morning dew, right? A little bit of morning dew. My car's a little wet, like my like my balls out of a shower. It's like I try to dry them the best I can, but they're still a little damp, you know? And then all of a sudden, a fucking gust of wind comes, and pollen, and dust, and fucking homeless people's pubes fucking come on, and they cake my car like I'm making the fucking chicken cutlets. And I park outside, so my car is at the will of the elements, 24/7, 365. And I, t- and I, any car wash you go to, there's a line out the fucking door, and there's like 30 Mexicans working like they're making Nike sneakers in fucking China. They're working like their life depends on it. They don't have time for lunch. They don't have time to make kids. It's they're have. Uh, you know, hand, you know, pockets of sham wows and 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 uh, no labeled spray bottles. They're spraying just magic potions on these fucking cars, wiping them down, sending them out. Where's your ticket? All right, hustle, you know, get the hell out of here. And people are just dri- driving in, driving out, driving in, driving out. It's like a fucking COVID COVID testing center in March of 2020. It was just fucking. It's their mayhem. Their mayhem. And they're so busy. There's one right next to my house. It's literally a stone's throw, as they say, from my house. And it, I still barely get to go there because at all hours of the day, there's a line bleeding into Ventura. I remember one time, and I mentioned this on the podcast before, I dropped my car off two hours before I had to go to the gym. Two hours. And this one I was taking pre-workout. So like, if I didn't Work out within 30 minutes. If I, if I didn't start lifting weights and grunting and sweating within 30 minutes of taking my pre-workout, I'd have a stroke. I've, I probably had four strokes in my lifetime, a couple of concussions from football, because I'm not, you know, work, you know, working out in the appropriate time of, after consuming my pre-workout. I dropped my car off two hours before I had to go to the gym. I stopped by at an hour 40. I was like, "Fuck!" I forgot my car was there. I'm like, "Holy shit!" 
It's been there for an hour and 40 minutes. I'm fucked. They're probably going to like throw my car away, just give my keys to some guy. I get there. It hadn't even gone through the con- like the conveyor belt of, of the washers. Hour and 40, just sitting there, getting dirtier. So this place is always packed. I can barely go there. I dropped my car off there two weeks ago. My car is filthy. It's like dusty inside. It's dusty on the outside. It needs to get washed. I drop it off there. I come back. My car sitting, you know, parked. They finished it. And there is specks of bird shit. Like, not fresh bird shit. This is old bird shit. Bird shit I knew that was there and I was afraid wouldn't come off. Bird shit and, like, specks of, like, um, dried sap that had been there. Right? And I get there. I'm like... I had to ask the guy for a fucking towel, and then I cleaned my car like I was working there. I should I should have been wearing a blue t-shirt and some fucking jeans and some boots with a spray bottle hanging out of my fucking belt loop. I should have had that shit. I should have filed a fucking uh, W-2 for this place. I cleaned my car off for 15 fucking minutes. I gave the $5 I was going to give the guy back into my pocket. I'm like, listen, pal, I'm going to fucking tip myself. How about that? I mean, I actually, I give him a tip because I'm a nice guy. But... It's just, it's insanity. I, and I walk up, he sees me fucking cleaning it off. And he hands me my keys and then he walks away. I'm like, don't you, s- how else can I visibly show you that you did not complete the job? Other than cleaning off the shit that you missed. What the fuck? So I clean it off, I park my car. The next morning I go to work and there's bird shit all over my fucking freshly washed car. So you know what? That night, I take another washcloth, I, I, I put water on it, I wring it out, and again, for 15 fucking minutes, I'm cleaning bird shit off. Bird shit that could reaffirm me that maybe pterodactyls are actually still in existence because the size of bird shit on my car was like a fucking basketball size of bird shit. I'm like, what? Are these fucking birds eating in and out Are they eating fat burger? What the fuck is going on? So I'm just cleaning off bird shit for 15 minutes. And again, I it, I, can't, I, I, I know I should go to one of those self-clean, um, you know, car washes or whatever. But I'm too concerned about, you know, uh, being an inconvenience to someone and, like, taking too long. I've never really used one. So I don't want to be the guy that's, like, in the car wash, you know, taking too long, you know, I just, I just don't want to, I, I don't want to be that guy, so I'm nervous, I mean, I should just go at like 2 o'clock in the morning, figure things out, you know, um, familiarize myself with the setup, and then do it, because it's way cheaper, and I, I, I mean, I like, I would, listen, I would love to have a driveway, where I could, I, I can put on some, put on the stones, put on some music, on a weekend, take my shirt off, you know, maybe have a, you know, a fenced-in uh, house so no one can see my fucking love handles. Take my shirt off, you know, maybe my cock out, and wash my car. I would love to be able to do have a dog running around, you know, some kids riding bikes in the neighborhood. They can't see me because, again, I got a fucking belly. But have that kind of environment to clean my car. I would love to be able to do that. My next best thing is, you know, probably on Santa Monica Boulevard next to a guy taking a shit in the sewer, <laughs> cleaning my car off with a fucking hose attached to a wall with a timer going that I have to fucking feed with quarters like it's a meter. But, you know, hey, <laughs> L-I-V-I-N, you know what I mean? And then, so I was in uh, Whole Foods last week, and 
I came across the most infuriating thing that I could ever witness. And listen, if someone's getting paid a minimum wage job or or, or fairly close to it, don't tell them your fucking suggestions on the place. You know, always when I was a waiter, when I was a bartender, I would always have people come to me, customers, and be like, you know, you guys should really do X, Y, and Z. And I'd be like, oh, okay, okay, thanks. Yeah, it's just like I just noticed like you guys should really do that, you know. I'm like, listen, I don't know if you noticed, I'm wearing a fucking apron to work, okay. I'm in my late 20s and I, I put on an apron to clock in to work. You really think I'm making the decisions around here, bitch, okay? I'm barely scraping by with the fucking pennies they're paying me as an hourly wage. And if you don't tip me, I'm fucked. So you really think I'm taking suggestions and making things happen? Or do you really think I'm hungover, clocked in, counting down the hours, I'm going to clock out, jerk myself off, take a shower, wake up, get some Chinese food, and do it all over again? What, what do you think is going on here? <laughs> you know what I mean? You think I'm cutting paychecks? Or do you think I'm just tr- trying to survive? No, 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 but keep coming with those fucking suggestions. Keep, keep, keep bringing them. No, 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 I love this. I love this. By the way, what do you want to eat, you fucking animal? You've been here for 30 minutes, haven't ordered yet. What the fuck's going on? I, I cannot stand when people would give suggestions. I'm at my Whole Foods. I'm, I, just, I just left the butcher. I'm going to get some fucking frozen yogurt. Or not, not frozen yogurt. Some uh, Greek yogurt because I'm a little gay. And um, I walk by this guy stocking one of the, uh, you know, refrigerators in like the, you know, dairy and, uh, you know, uh, aisle or whatever you want to call it, the, you know, refrigerated section. And this cheese dick walks by and he goes, excuse me. And the worker's like, uh, yeah. You know, I, I come here a lot and, and right, right off the bat, you know, this is a bad thing. If some guy in a fucking high-pitched voice with even higher shorts, I can see mid-thigh, with some fucking hiking hiking boots and some white socks mid 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 calf, and you can tell he didn't go on a hike. This is just his like you know Nigel Thornberry fucking everyday outfit. You can tell it's a problem, you know. So he goes, "Excuse me, yeah, yeah, it's right. I, I come here a lot, and I noticed that there's a lot of fl- like you know flow, like you know uh, foot traffic, uh, uh, right here where the butcher is, and a lot of foot traffic um, by the uh, cheeses, hot bar, wine." Uh, and, you know, uh, uh, sushi. So much so that I feel like the foot traffic is lops. I, I swear to fucking Christ, this conversation happened. I, I feel like the, the foot traffic is slightly lopsided um, from the store, you know? I feel like it should be evenly distributed access points as to where people would congregate to. So my only suggestion would be to kind of, you know, sep- you know separate and spread out some of these key focal points that people would like to visit in the store. So that way, the foot traffic is more circular and less congested. So uh, <laughs> just, you know, just my two cents. And the worker is standing there with his Whole Foods apron on with some jeans he's probably worn for the last four days straight. Maybe a couple of semen stains in his boxers because he has, you know, he has to go to a laundromat to do it. He got out of work late last night, tired, didn't do it, so he just put on the same pair of boxers. Probably smells like a jar of vinegar right now. And he's nodding, and he's stocking heavy cream, and he goes, yes, thank you, sir, I, I really appreciate that. And the guy walks away, I yeah, just wanted to help. I wanted to take a, 
fucking packet of bacon and beat the shit out of this guy until he tasted pork. I mean, do you really think the guy stocking whipped cream and fucking butter is the guy that's going to make some decisions and changes for the fucking foot traffic? You dipshit to make it more, and I quote, circular and less congested. No, yeah, he's going to take this. They just, hey, listen, pal. They just took a year and a half to remodel this Whole Foods to what you're currently seeing today, your quote-unquote congested environment. They took a year and a half and probably millions of dollars to, to fucking reorganize this Whole Foods to, to what you see now. Do you really think they're going to take a, a call from Javier in between stocking Faye and grass-fed butter and be like, hey, listen, uh, we just got a call from uh, Javier uh, in between um, uh, stocking uh, almond milk and, and, and coconut creamer. He made some good points about the circularity and you know uh, congestion of the Whole Foods uh, on cold water that we really should just take another year and a half and millions of dollars to reorganize it some, some because some guy in cargo shorts up to his nutsack and fucking hiking boots that ever had never even seen a trail uh, uh, recommended that we uh, you know spread out the strawberries and cheese stations to where you know it's more of a fucking uh, a farmers market than a Whole Foods. What, what, what do you guys say? Listen, Javier would get fucking fired and sent back to Tijuana. You fucking kidding me with this shit, pal? Keep your fucking opinions to yourself. Or guess what? Look up Whole Foods corporate number because I'm sure you know how to find that and call them there. Okay? But listen, this guy just stocked spaghetti. Now he's cooling off in the freezer section trying to space out, listen to Soundgarden. He's got to take an earbud out to listen to your fucking dumb complaint in your fucking shorts. We could all see your testicles. Get the fuck out of here. Pick out some fucking apples, some cut watermelon possibly. Do yourself check out, and then go fuck yourself, pal. Okay, thanks. I mean, Jesus, guys. Do you, I mean, really, really? Do you think we give a shit about what you think? Do you really think you're helping? Hey, listen, listen. Anyone working at Whole Foods, chances are going to the top of the podcast. This isn't their dream. Okay, I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and I'm gonna guess. The chick working a smoothie bar at Whole Foods making fucking kale and pineapple smoothies for women who haven't worked since the late 90s is probably not their dream job, okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and just guess, okay, that the chick standing there leaning on the fucking wall checking IDs for people to go buy their fucking $4 bottle of wine is probably not what their dream job is. So when you come by and tell them a suggestion that you have, okay, you're putting them, you're you're putting that revolver in their hand, okay, a little bit sooner. You know what I mean? So keep your fucking opinions to yourself, pal. Because guess what? No one gives a shit. Thank you. I did a show two weeks ago. Um, at the uh, beloved, beloved, beloved Fourth Wall Comedy Cafe, 5220 Hollywood Boulevard with the infamous Joe Menente. Love Joe, love Fourth Wall. Without Joe and without that establishment, I would be a far shittier comic. He revolutionized the... Open mic industry, the open mic game, the efficiency efficiency 
of open mics as well as really giving young comedians a chance to develop. Because of his shows, I have been on shows with Earl Skakel, Adam Ray, um, a couple of Jeremiah Watkins. Uh, my buddy Luke has been on shows with fucking... Um, uh, oh, God, what's his fucking name? Uh, God, Jesus Christ. One second. Hold on, folks. Jesus Christ. Um... Greg Fitzsimmons. I, I almost said Fitzpatrick. I know that wasn't right. He's been on shows with Greg Fitzsimmons. Um, you know, it, just Joey Diaz. Were just a, a really, you know, amazing spot for comedy. I mean, you know, a lot of people like shit on it and, you know, say a bunch of like negative things about it sometimes or whatever. But all in all, very positive reviews and just just great, great thing. So he books me for shows sometimes and all that kind of good stuff. I work out my material there, go to open mics. Anyway, I would say, excluding the last... Excluding the last four shows I've been, I, I've had there, excluding those, the last seven shows before the last four, if that makes any sense, have been amazing. Great crowds, fun times, just really just a lot of fun. But the last four shows I've had there have been just an absolute abomination, just a waste of time, miserable, miserable fucking shows, dude. Like... And on all areas of the spectrum, from, um, you know, uh, super small crowd, but kind of fun, but still it's just so small that it just can't be great, to huge packed crowds, sold out shows, where the audience just fucking, like, objectively just sucks, you know, to small crowds, and it's also a shitty crowd, like, just everything in between. And the one I did two weeks ago was like the fourth show there that sucked and probably the seventh show I've done that just has sucked. I have not done a fun comedy show, like really fun from top to bottom on all ends in like, um, oh God, one of the shows in February, I think I did, it was really fun and I can't even tell you which one, but it was sometime in February I had like a, a good show, I think. So, like, two months, I have not had a fucking fun show. It's just, L.A. sucks, dude. L.A. sucks for comedy. Everyone has a fucking stick up their ass. They come to shows not even wanting to laugh. It's like, why did you even come? Why why, why did you pay money for the ticket? Why are you buying drinks? Are the drinks even working? What are you doing? You're miserable. What the fuck? And or, it's just a weird environment. So it's like, maybe the crowd is good, but because the environment's like you're outside of fucking picnic tables or whatever the fuck, it's like, it's not great. So whatever. I go to the show two weeks ago, and I'm really at the point now, and it feels good, and I hope I maintain this, I just don't give a shit. I really don't. It's like, whatever's going to happen is going to happen, and how I've been acting so far in terms of being so nervous and so stressed out hasn't done me any good. If anything, it's hurt me. You know, it definitely hasn't helped me. So why am I doing this? You know, maybe it hasn't um, uh, hurt me as much. It sure as shit hasn't helped me, you know. So why give a fuck? Because I know if I get to be open mic loose at shows, I'm going to be a fucking killer, you know. And I already have, you know, 
moderate success to a slightly above average success with most of the shows I do, of course, I eat dicks from time to time. <laughs> of course. Or I have lackluster performances. But I just don't give a fuck. And I'm, I'm driving to this show. Oh, actually, you know what? It was the show. So it, it was, it, again, to mention again, Luke Allen, host of the Live of the 405 podcast, great show. Um, I basically, you know, stole his show idea and just, you know, do it myself. Uh, I just, you know, he, he talks for longer than I and we, we just both bitch about our lives and things that, you know, annoy us. And, we're, you know, we're both fairly miserable people with a lot uh, to be fortunate over, but we're just, you know, can't see that or just the negative things like, you know, I don't know, dogs taking a shit in your yard over, you know, over, you know, we, we oversee, I have a lovely fiance with, you know, a decent job and a lot of friends. I, <laughs> I, I'm quick to put that aside, but then if I get a parking ticket, you know, I want to kill myself. So anyway, um, I went to his birthday. Uh, we went to his favorite Mex- his restaurant, Mexicali, where we had his, you know, I had his favorite chicken Caesar salad. Uh, to be perfectly honest, it was okay. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, again, I never was able to eat before shows. I mean, really, not even that much during the day I could I could eat. I couldn't eat that much during the day on a on a day of a show, let alone an hour before. My show was at ten o'clock. We were meeting at his at Mexicali at like eight thirty. Didn't start eating my fucking Caesar salad till nine. I would never be able to even keep food down. But I was like, I had a fucking half a Caesar salad, and I was like you know, a bunch of chips and salsa. I'm like, I never could have done this. I'd be so fucking nervous and having like the water shits that I wouldn't even be able to fucking eat food or even even go to a dinner. But I'm doing that now. And I'm driving to the show and I go, you know what? Fuck it. Who gives a shit? Like, honestly, who gives a shit? I've had so many amazing shows at the comedy store, the fucking world famous comedy store, and my life is still the same that why would I give a fuck about going to the fourth wall and doing a show there? You know what I mean? And I get there, and it's like, the room seats probably 30 to 40 people. You could probably pack in 50, but comfortably 30 to 40. There's maybe 12 there. And it's all spread out. They're, like, pinned against the back room like they're like they're doing a fucking, uh, uh, like, detective work. Like, all right, now turn to your right. Now turn to your left. Do, do, do you see the suspect, miss? Yeah, number six. <laughs> number six definitely fucked me. Number six, stay here. The rest of you, you can leave. It, it, they're all like they're pinned against the back room like it's a fucking lineup. And it looks like a fucking ESL class. There's just so many different people from all walks of life, from like fucking 18 years old to like 70 years old i'm like who the fuck is bringing these people who's on the show that's close to 70 who the fuck do you know are you someone's grandparent or a parole officer who do you know here it's all young people on this show what the fuck and they just were not there to laugh and i thought i'm second up joe's like listen i'm putting the stronger comics up first so just, I, I apologize, you're so and is doing a cold open, and then you're first. I'm like, okay, whatever, fuck it. He's like, I'm sorry. The cold open guy doesn't do dick. I mean, literally, a guy holding his cock shouting the N-word probably could have got more laughs than this poor fucking kid. It just was, he just did not know how to talk to them. You know, he could be funny, I know this guy, but he just didn't know how to talk to him. It was just weird. He's making him feel awkward about him bombing. Like, he was bombing and making them feel weird about not laughing. Just not the greatest opening act. I go up there. 
<clears throat> and I just fucking plow through. I'm just I'm just doing my set. I'm doing my thing. I the old Vinny would have been like, "What the fuck is wrong with you guys? You fucking suck." Da, da, da. I just did some crowd work, try to get him, uh, you know, on on, you know, with it. Got a couple of decent laughs, and then my my closer did really well. Got off the stage, watched one or two comics. I was like, "Hey Joe, I, I gotta go to a fucking birthday party. I'm getting the fuck." It. Even if the birthday party wasn't happening, I'd still be going out of here. Thanks for the time. I'm going. And he was like, he's like, he literally pushed me out the door. He's like, go, go, leave now. Just get yourself out of the situation. I'm stuck here, but you don't have to be. Run, you fools. It's like Gandalf in Lord of the Rings and the fucking bridge collapsed. Run, you fools. So I get the fuck out of there. I go to uh, the second half of Luke's birthday party, which is my, it's official, my favorite bar in all of California that I've been to. Residuals. On Ventura Boulevard, in Studio City, it is fucking awesome. The guy who runs it has these like cute little twink, like tight jeans, but he's not a twink. He like you know definitely like fucks chicks and you know, you know lays asphalt in his spare time just for fun. Probably makes his own beef jerky. He's fucking awesome, dude. He'll have a whole bar of like fifty people, and he's just slinging cocktails by himself. He's a fucking animal. Like literally one time it was like. 40 people in the bar, Saturday night, he's slinging cocktails like it's a fucking uh, uh, cocktail show, um, and some fat Mexican chick pukes by the dart, by the darts, uh, by the dartboard, he fucking stops making co- uh, cocktails, sweeps out a fucking mop and bucket, mops her puke up, kicks her out, then goes back to fucking making cocktails, this guy's a one-man band, he's like Ed Sheeran, this guy's just fucking, just... Putting guitar basses, you know, guitar, bass, drum, some, you know, fucking noise. He's doing everything himself. So we go there, have a fun time, um, and uh, wake up, had, <laughs> had what is it, two beers, maybe three beers, woke up hungover, didn't even go to bed drunk, woke up hungover. I'm like, what the fuck? is going on here? Am I allergic to alcohol? I was not even intoxicated and I went to bed and woke up drunk. What the fuck? I used to in college with my buddy Coach, you know, listener, listener of the podcast, Coachy, shout out. Hey, Coach, get married in June. Coach, get married in June to a very sweet lady uh, who I had the pleasure of meeting. She's great. Um, me and Coach used to, f- dude, we used to Drink a handle of whiskey in two days. So, you know, half a handle each in two days. I shit you not. And like fucking 14 beers in two days. I can't have three fucking Guinness with an ABV of 4.1 without waking up like a little fucking pussy hungover. Could barely even fuck Zoe in the morning. And Saturday mornings and Sunday mornings are really the only time I get to fuck that chick now. Because... I'm up at 6 o'clock in the morning now. She's passed out, head under a pillow, because she didn't get back until 1 o'clock in the morning from fucking waiting tables and probably giving hand jobs. I don't even know at this point. So Saturday and Sunday morning are the only two times I can really throw her a beating. And I was like, I had to take a couple of Advil and fucking drink some cold water before I fucking threw her a beating. And it was not my best performance. You know, banged her for a couple of minutes, pulled out, fucking shot one off like it was the 4th of July. I went back to bed. It was a sad performance for the kid. You know, what are you going to do? She's stuck. I got her a ring. She's fucked. Five years in, you can't leave me. You're too fucked up. You're old now, too, bitch. You're 27. Who's going to take you? But, you know, 
I mean, she probably has options, but can't tell her that. So uh, then, hungover, I had to then drive up to uh, San Luis Obispo. They call it the Central Coast, three hours away. So I got to work all week, right? Get fucking plowed at this stupid fucking job. Work all week. On Friday, got up at 6 o'clock in the morning, doing calls, getting plowed. Go to the gym, come back, walk the dog, but beep, but boop. Go get some dinner with some friends, right? Then do a show at 10 o'clock, bomb, or have, you know, a mediocre set. Then get a couple of cocktails with my friends. Wake up, I'm hungover, okay? Okay, fuck like a paint shaker for a couple of minutes with Zoe. Take a shower and then gotta head up to San Luis Obispo for her stepsister's fucking baby shower. All right? This is an event that men should not even be invited to. This is a woman event. All right? This is a time for you guys to talk about your periods, your vaginas, your tits, your goals, your aspirations. And I should be far removed from that. My only involvement should be a congratulations text or comment on your Instagram post when you tell me you're pregnant. You know what I mean? Because this is my whole weekend now. I'm driving up Sunday. I'm driving back. I'm, I'm sorry. Driving up Saturday. I'm driving back Sunday. I'm fucked. I'm getting plowed. And guess what? Her parents' house is beautiful, but you know it's not huge. So the sleeping arrangements are fucking dog shit. And guess what? I'm in my 30s. If I'm not sleeping in my bed, there better be a good reason for it. There better be a good re. I better be getting paid, like on a business trip, or. Kendall Jenner kidnapped me, sucked my cock, and locked me in a room. And now I'm a fuck doll for the next six months. That should be the only two options as to why I'm not sleeping in my bed. So we drive up there. You know, you know, Zoe drives. We kill every mosquito in California. Her car looks like uh, the fucking car in Men in Black when they're driving through the desert. And uh, we get up there. And it, it, listen, it's... I love. I actually really. I'm lucky. I love her family. They're very, very nice. I get along with everybody. They're great. Um, but again, dude, like, listen. Like, I, when I think of a weekend, I don't think, oh, I'm gonna be in a car for six hours, listen to a fucking podcast. You know, I don't think of that as a fun weekend. So we get up there, and uh, it's fun. Baby shower is great. Her stepsisters thrilled. To have everyone there, she opens her gifts. A lot of cute shit. Um, actually, some really fun games. We play some fun games. I, I generally had a good time. However, her parents have an RV uh, that they use for camping trips and all that kind of shit. It's a, and it's a really nice RV. I'm not talking shit about anything. Like no one did anything wrong. This is just I'm a person in my 30s. I'm ornery. I'm a prick. I'm miserable, and uh, you know I'm very particular. So, Bello when he's here in the house, is super chill. Because he's not anxious. You know, he just hangs out. Licks his dick. Fucking, uh, you know, humps and shit. Sometimes if Zoe comes home from work and he's excited, he'll come on the floor. Because he's a nice guy. Take him for a while. He's chill here. Sleeps in our bed, passes out. But when we're anywhere else, he's on high alert. Because there's extra people around, extra dogs around. He can't fucking sit still. So it's it's it comes the end of the night. 
It's like 10 o'clock in the morning, 10 o'clock at night. I haven't taken an edible, so I'm restless. And it's me and Zoe and Bello on a little pullout that's probably barely the length of my body and the width of maybe four and a half, five feet width, you know? So it's like a six by five, if you will. Actually, probably a six by four, to be honest with you. Yeah, probably a six by four. Fuck that, yeah. So it's a, it's a tiny bed. And then her sister and her boyfriend are in the uh, on the master bed, which is like a queen, because they're gonna be staying there longer. So they should have the you know the more comfortable setup, because you know I don't want them to like move back and forth. Anyway, the fucking RV is freezing, freezing. Okay, and Bello is so restless and so itchy because his allergies are so bad that he's scratching, shaking the bed like we're in a motel in 1986 and it's one of those beds you could put quarters into and it shakes. The bed's shaking. He's snoring. Um, I'm uncomfortable. I'm freezing because I, I have to sleep in clothes because I'm so cold. I don't like sleeping in clothes. I like sleeping in boxers. I keep getting woken up by Bello and then it gets to be like early 5, 6 in the morning I'm starting to fall asleep and get into deep sleeps. Well, Zoe's sister, Ivy, she's a fucking early riser. So she gets up, and the door to the RV has a very, like, intense handle. Where, like, as soon as you open it, it's a loud click. And, like, it's such a new door that, like, when it unhinges, it makes a very, like, loud and, like, like stiff sound. Like, just like, tick. And the whole, like, door clicks open. So she's going in and out. Like, she's a fucking SWAT team. To take her shower, to brush her teeth, to eat breakfast, to come in and change. And every time she comes in, that door fucking wakes me up and jolts me awake. And it also jolts Bella awake. And then I slept for maybe four hours. Maybe 30 minutes it, Thirty minutes of it was REM sleep. So I wake up at like 10, 10.30. Everyone's like, oh, you slept in? And I'm like, yeah, but I didn't fucking sleep. You know what I mean? I feel like shit. I go to Starbucks these cocksuckers can't get this fucking drink right. On the weekends, I treat myself. I get a little cold brew over ice with a splash of cream. A fucking splash of cream. These pricks still can't get it right. It comes to me, the drink looks like a fucking milkshake. I'm like, what is this, guys? How the fuck is this a splash of cream? What do you think a splash of cream is? So basically, just drink cream with a splash of fucking coffee. And then we go to lunch. Lunch runs late. Because it's a packed place, and they uh, we um, we wait for like a 45 minutes to sit down. It's outside. I'm sweating my ass off. We eat burgers and fries because that's all they have. So I eat like shit the whole weekend. I'm fucking bloated. And now I got to drive back by myself because Zoe wants to stay a couple extra days to hang out with her sister because in a couple days, her sister is going to go to Michigan where she stays for half the year because her boyfriend does horse shows up in Michigan. So now I got to drive back on a Sunday, three and a half hours by myself. I'm not going to get back to LA at the earliest until 6.30. And guess what? Then I got to go back to that fucking Whole Foods where I met that fucking Nigel Thornberry jerk-off getting fucking quick tips to the guy stocking heavy cream, do my food shopping, walk bellow, and then guess what? Go to bed, wake up, and make fucking cold calls again. So folks, let me tell you, follow your dream, because work sucks. And if it's work, that's something you like to do, at least you like doing it. 
God bless. See you next week. I appreciate the listens, and I appreciate all of you. Bye.